Look at us back with yet another week of a podcast date. Oh, you started it. So I did. Isn't this exciting? Yes, it is exciting. And I think being diligent about making sure we're being here for podcast dates will help us carry that through and have a new podcast on Wednesday and Friday as well. I was just scrolling through. Everybody's doing those emo or not emojis, avatars. Oh, yeah. I saw this one meme and it was like, so we were all for sure we were dying of what the world is churning out just last week. But now we're distracted by Avatar. Yeah. Really, guys? It does not take us very much. (laughs) We're like, ooh, look. (laughs) I I wish people would would realize. Like I was scared of the Rona, but then I was a real strong constitutionalist American who wanted to fight back. And now Avatars. And now Avatars. I tried doing one because I didn't know it was a thing. And then I found it last night and I tried doing one and I said, honey, look, does this look like me? And you said, no, it looks nothing like me. <laughs> and okay. I said, well. My, my brother posted a good one. I ha- like, <laughs> I have to share this with the world, I guess. But it's the one. It's a picture. <laughs> okay, you're just giggling. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> help it. It's a picture of Prince and it says, don't believe everything you read on the internet about COVID-19. And then it's got a, like his name and the, you know, how they put it. And it says Bob Dylan, drummer, Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oof. Well, you are. does not take us very much to be entertained. You are taking this in that was a good quite one. the opposite direction. All right. So let's go in the right direction of where we should go. Um, so for our podcast date today, I thought it would be kind of fun to do this, kind of go through this article I found on Crosswalk. Uh-huh. Um, it's the seven commandments of a Christian marriage. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, I thought this was, I don't know, I thought it'd be worthwhile to go yeah. through, unless you had, like, a topic you want to talk no, about. No, I'm okay. So, I'm going to go through and I'm, read it, and then we will get You're making me do this whole thing, remember? That's true. So, um, I'm going to go through and read it, and then we'll be the peanut gallery, I figured. Because sometimes I feel like you find these things, and they're really ridiculous, and it's like, seriously, like, how do you get to that? But then other times, you can find really good stuff. So, thou shalt serve one another. A good marriage practices mutual submission. Ephesians 5.21 commands us to submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. Marriage is not a 50-50 deal. It's a 100-100 deal, each willing to surrender all to the other person. How are you serving your spouse? Would they say you strive to serve them more every day? Are you more the giver or the taker in the relationship? Be honest. So, do you agree? Commandment number one, thou shalt serve what? Yes. one another. Yep. Yeah. And marriage is not a 50-50 deal. It is 100-100. Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. That drives me crazy. I know that's something that has gotten me a lot of flack when people talk about, well, my husband expects me to clean everything. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. And it's like, okay, um, so? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, what's your problem? Yeah. I, it, you have to give it 100 all the time. And guess what? Sometimes he might only give it 20 And you're, you know, sometimes you might only give it 60, you know, I mean, sometimes that happens, but you should, the goal should be that both people are giving it a hundred percent, you know, in for everything and you pick up the slack where the other one, you know, for whatever the the situation is. Right. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. And I don't know why that would get you flack. I mean, that's just, to me, that just seems like common sense. No, We've but ta- women want equality, remember? And, and, so yeah, so and, I, I do I do 50% of the housework. He should do the other 50%. So is this... I do is this, 50% of diapers. He does. I guess this is where we think that we're growing out of childhood, that we've got to act like idiots all of a sudden, and we stop being friends. Yeah. That's why I've said in this podcast a couple different times and talking about, you know, we were just like friends before and and when we got together you 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 know being young i mean we do have that advantage yeah but we kind of went through some things together we learned some things together so that put us in the position of well we've always it's always been us together that have gone through these things so that taught us how to do these things together and now it's just natural it's not something that we I, I mean, I stopped to think, I mean, I, 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 this question is probably, they're probably going to go into it, but I stop and think, I'm like, man, I probably don't, I know I don't do enough for high, for you. I, I know not even close, 
Like, I'm horrible, awful. But at the same time, I know there's a lot of things that I do do, but by habit, that just from being ingrained, then I'm like, okay, well, I guess if you were going to keep a record of this, it would be on the side of what, um, you know, I do for you. Um, but it just seems to come natural in the fact of just treating somebody normally and like not, you know, like an alien. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I, I don't get where this this idea comes. So we now we want equality, and now we want roles when it comes to to what benefits us or what doesn't benefit us. Yeah. I guess I I don't know. So. Um, okay, so if one of us was the giver and the other was the taker, who would you say is who? <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Actually, that's one thing that I think that me and you are even on. I th one thing that Heidi and I found out one time, guys, is that even though we have a lot of differences, we are Lily. Heidi and I together are Lily, our daughter our Lily. daughter Lily. She is like the perfect <laughs> because combo. Because if Heidi and I have, even though we're different, we have a lot of similarities. Yeah. And we we do things a lot the same way, and um, that that oh man, that makes us butt heads a lot sometimes. <laughs> well, but at the same time, but what I'm talking about, it it makes us understand things from from that perspective, and we get it. What were you going to say? Well, and I was going to say too, because it says, you know, how are you at serving your spouse? I think there's a lot of things that take up a great deal of my time and a lot of things that take up a great deal of your time that aren't directly serving one another but it's what we're doing that creates like a larger picture of service to the other you know what i mean mm -hmm. like there's a lot of things that you do that no you're they're not directly things that you're doing for me but the job in which you're doing is a great service Right, for me and for our family, and I feel like the same for me. Like, there's a lot of things that I do that I'm not purposely well, doing for you, but they're serving you, right? In the way that you know, dealing with the kids and house and just things like that. Especially, you work from home, so there's a lot of things that have to be done to keep your workflow ro rolling that don't take place here in your office that have to be dealt with in the house. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like. You are well, not. it's funny because we want to compare how much work that we've done with versus what somebody else is doing. So if I've done more physical work and I've and I've done this, then all of a sudden that's less than what somebody else is trying to do. Yeah. And we found that I think that we do that a lot. And granted, I guess we take advantage of both sides. You know, people do take advantage of both sides, but. I don't think ooh, that. Ooh, no, that's what we sh should share. So I get think too with this. This conversation of, of asking these questions, which I encourage you guys to do, but, you know, of saying, how are you at serving your spouse? Would they say you strive to serve them more every day? Are you more the giver or the taker in the relationship? Be honest. So ask these questions with your spouse. Have this conversation. But notice it says, have this conversation with your spouse, right? Right. Because something that I know that we can speak from experience on is a lot of times the job that I do is more out there in front of people, right? right. People see these things. It, it's more up here. So then sometimes we have gotten this unfair assumption that Brandon needs to do more to serve me because he's not toeing right. the line type of a thing. And I'm like, you have no idea what he's doing. Just because he's not here in front of everyone kind of you know, look at what I'm, not that I'm purposely trying to get people to look at what I'm doing. It's just the things right. I do usually tend to just be the more visible things. Doesn't mean it's any more so. And that's where Brandon and I had the conversation together where I said, no, you are serving me and our family in more. I don't care if nobody else sees it. I see it. We know it. You know what I mean? And that's what that comes up to. But I think sometimes we can let outside influences come in, even from well-meaning family and friends, and that has no place between you and your spouse. Sure. You know, sure, because you have no idea how I lead my family. You know how it operates. You have no idea how any of these things go until you're in my house. And you know what's funny, though, is everybody that comes in that, that understand they see that, and it's, it's definitely a different type of lifestyle. It's a different type of life, but we are not to... to 
to pump us up because I'm I'm an absolute like I just told you I'm a, mi- a miserable failure at serving you and everything and not to to pump our family up at all but we truly live and strive to live different lives apart from the world and anybody that knows us I think that c- they can definitely identify <clears throat> the fact that this is something that that's what we try to be mm-hmm. so that automatically gives you a complete different perception from the outside world which it's sometimes it's hard to deal with but then other times um you know it's neat to be able to to show people that different way of of living and doing things but um being a spiritual leader is extremely important in you know my viewpoint and how i lead this family and what direction this family goes and how my children behave and what's all these things are my consistent concern and what I have to be accountable for now. Yeah. That's an incredibly huge responsibility. We always like to think of it from a worldly perspective. We like to think of it, well, you're not this, this, and this. Okay, but I have to answer to Christ for the way that I led my family. That's serious because I'm influencing other humans. So this is where, guys, you have a ministry in your own homes. You have to understand that, listen, even if you're not a minister, well, guess what? You're a minister to, and you're a, you know, you're a leader in your family. You're a minister to your wife. You're a minister to your children because that's who they get, that's who they get it from. This is who, who it comes from. Yep. And that is a role that's not that we take lightly. We don't think about. We don't, you know, and, and definitely... I think that's one good thing. And, and even you and I have some differences, even believe it or not, people that are listening, <laughs> Heidi and I have differences on our whole biblical womanhood. Yes. I, okay, but let's I, just share, which I think is interesting too. That's because interesting. I am more strict right. than you are. Right. And that's, well, that's what I was saying is like, that's the interesting part of it yeah. is you're way more strict and legalistic about it. And I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> I'm like, you this are is, way more you are way. I and, and I do see, a, um, I do see an opportunity for turning this into a large idol that women need to be careful for. Um, I think that ha- has happened before because, People uh, seem to think that no matter what direction their husband is going, they need to do and follow that. And it's like, well, yes, you need to respect her and all this stuff. But if he's not following Christ and not being that spiritual leadership, then you need to step up, be the spiritual leader, do these things and take the consequences. Regardless of how many, I don't care how much you fight. I don't care what he says. I don't care if he gets mad at things that I say. Or if you're listening to me, I I don't care. Whatever your pastor is. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Then you, you know, whatever. You need to step up. And there's plenty of biblical examples that we can give of women that stepped up and took the role when men wouldn't yes so that's also a very important part of it but i do uh, disagree with heidi on some of this stuff i'm just like okay you can you can i mean it sure i mean it's do i not like the the things the benefits that Sure, they're enjoyable, but they're some of them I think are completely unnecessary. I'm like, I, listen, I don't care about that. I know that this is your focus and what you should be, but I, I really don't. Okay, but I can see where other women, where this would affect other women, and other women wouldn't don't serve their husbands in this way and yeah. and need that humility. You know, they need that humbling. They need that teaching. They need that. Um, to be able to understand this. So, and, and I agree with that, and I think it, it's good. But, um, yeah, I think it's um, – y- you have to be careful. It, it's funny. It's a, It almost seems like a movement that's on the other – the extreme other <laughs> so, side. Some people do go far too extreme. Absolutely. Almost, right. And that's yeah. why I said almost. I don't yeah. think it does because it does come – Although what I'm saying, it comes from the heart. And if I didn't believe so, I wouldn't allow it on the channel. Sure. Even though I have our differences. I, I, I still think, and I'm, you know, I'm okay with the differences. I, I, I think that, um, you know, we can, we can have these arguments with anything that we, we go over. But ultimately, this is biblical. It's from the heart. It's true. It, it's okay. Um, we just have to be careful the way that we look at it, I think, in our society. Yep. And how that translates to the guys, this doesn't give you some, you know, puff out your chest. I'm the man. You listen to me because yeah, attitude like yeah. that's 
Absolutely not. It's quite the opposite. You're mm-hmm. serving your family. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very much the opposite. So even though that your your wife is concentrating on serving you and and, and your house is clean and, and she looks pretty and all these other things, like it none of that matters because you're serving Christ and you're serving your family. Um that's the focus. Along that's with it, and that's your focus. Okay, so second commandment of Christian marriage. Sorry, I just got done teach j- preaching, and I can't help but go into that, a little. Okay, that what you just said literally means nothing because I, no one can have a conversation with you anymore. I know. That being I what can't it is. help so it. Really well, that you can't was just do that. <laughs> well, you can't do it like all day every day and then not just turn into it okay i think that's what we assume from you so what we're we're coming here for so second commandment of christian marriage thou shalt love unconditionally and it says unconditionally means without conditions see how deep this blog can be (laughs) we're getting into the big stuff guys unconditionally means without conditions I'll love you if is not the command right it's i'll love you even if not God commands us to love our enemies. How much more should this commitment be strong within a marriage? And then questions here to ask, are you loving your spouse even with the flaws that you can see better than anyone else? Here's a quick test. that's a good one. Here's a quick test. Does the way you communicate with your spouse indicate you have the highest regard for them always? Oh, wow. Well, I think everybody just failed yeah. that one, yeah. right? Yeah, no. I mean, but is that, you know. That even leads, I mean, that makes me a failure immediately. Like, yeah. It makes everybody a failure immediately. Because we don't, it's right? Shame. It's usually the ones that are the closest to us that we will be the shortest with, the root. And we're like, oh, well, they know I love right. them. Right. Well, like, oh, and then it's, <laughs> well, what's really hard, too, is I've always, and, and that's what makes our relationship unique, I think, but also difficult to try to fit this into a box is that i we've always unloaded like that and i've always unloaded like that to you period so it's it's not that i've seen you in a different way but uh um i've you know what i mean like yeah well and i think something with that too i mean um i did in the biblical womanhood series last summer where we went through in corinthians you know all the the love the love verses right and love is love is patient love is kind you know you go through the thing but i mean really there is the the straightforward application of that and if we're called to love our enemies how much more so should we apply this to our spouse right so when you sit here and go okay am i kind to my spouse am i patient am i forgiving of all wrongs Am Jeez, I yeah. holding a list of the things that will he always yeah that i can she already do a lot better this. Right. But do we really go through that and apply it to how not the other person? Right. Because, again, it's not if he's a good husband, then I'll be a godly wife. No, you be a godly wife because you're serving the Lord. End of story. I don't care if your husband sucks and he's the worst husband in the whole wide world. You should be loving and serving him even more so to point him to Christ if he's that horrible of a guy. Right. Or or vice versa. But. I think when you go through those scriptures, not that that's the only scripture that we get this understanding from, but going through that, love is patient, love is kind, keeping no record of wrongs, always going the extra mile, never giving up. You know, you go through those and apply them literally day in and day out, which, I mean, it's impossible to do all the time because we're just sinful, fallen flesh. But you take that and you apply that and it's like, oh my gosh, look at the difference your relationship could start to take just right then. I mean, literally just from that one little step. Oh, yeah, huge. You stop and look at it. It's like, oh, gosh. No, because last night I was really stinking annoyed. And so I was not (laughs) loving and kind and patient with you. Because if I have to tell you to pick your shoes up from the middle of the floor one more time, I'm going to have a heart attack, right? Yeah. So... Sorry, I... Yeah, thanks. Okay, I I did pick up my (laughs) shoes, and I made you take a picture of it. two hours later. Okay, but did I do (laughs) it? He did eventually. Okay, so I did not fuss at him. I just took a picture and sent it to a friend because she had just mentioned how her husband does the same thing with his shoes, and I was like, see? (laughs) Middle of the kitchen floor. But yes, I did show that you, when you righted that wrong and you... I did write that wrong. Okay, commandment number three. Let me just (laughs) 
Brandon eventually clarify. You guys, he has come so far in 16 years of marriage. I am very, very, very proud of him. There are things I never thought he would be able to do, and he does them like a champ now. See? Okay. Thou shall... Okay, speaking of... (laughs) You can train an old dog new tricks. Wait till you see the next commandment, because that's funny. Oh, boy. Thou shall... Why do they call them commandments? Because it's cute, right? Well, I mean, that's kind of... I I don't know if I like that, but go ahead. Well, just listen. All right. It's the article. Blame it on Crosswalk. Thou I do. There's a lot I know, of things I know, that I'm they not, do that I'm not I don't like, agree with. Yeah, I'm not promoting Crosswalk across the board here. That's why we're looking at these to see, you know, agree, disagree, whatever. Thou shalt respect one another. The golden rule covers this one. Everyone wants to be respected. So in any good marriage, respect is granted to and by both parties. And by the way, I believe respect, too, is to be unconditional. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then he says, in my experience, this one is sometimes easier for one spouse to give than the other, especially the one who works hardest in the marriage. Respect is mostly given because of actions, but respect is important for both spouses. Most people grant respect only when all conditions are met to be respected. That makes sense, but it doesn't provide motivation to improve when the other party needs it most. All of us need someone who believes in us, even when we don't believe in ourselves. That's the grace of respect. When most of us feel respected, we will work harder to keep that respect. So respect's a big one. I think usually for guys, I think that's a like oh, yeah. normal big one. But I think it's becoming more so for girls because we're told that we need to like force our way in and grab respect too, right? Because that's like what we're told to do. Right, yeah, yeah. is to go in and just, I thought you were finishing that, that. I'm sorry. No, I, no, no, I like, were... I'm done with reading the thing. So, respect was okay. a hard one, I know, for us early on in marriage. Oh, I was, yeah, I that was, was... I was 17, Brandon was 20 when yeah. we got married, and... Um, and I'd, that was one thing that you did not want to do at all in any sort of way for anything. But what's so funny is, when I think back on it, is, it, for me, it was very much, well, you do something to earn that respect, and then I'll give it to you. Like, what are you right. doing to be respected, right? Like, that type of a way of thinking about it. But like it says here, right... It's it doesn't provide the motivation to improve when the other party needs it most. And that was something that you would always kind of get back. I mean, you're like, OK, well, I need something in order to, like, get better over here. But that was such a we mm-hmm. were both like off so much on that way of like, I didn't understand what, what you were saying and you weren't understanding. Well, what it was I was the same saying. thing. I said, OK, well, then give me something to respect. Yeah. <laughs> then respect me. And that like it, it turns into the I respect me and I will respect you, which is a ridiculous argument. I mean, that's that's couldn't be completely further from the truth on what. you're. But that's our to pride be. where we don't nobody wants to fold. So I'm sitting right. here going, no, you be respectable first. And you're sitting there going, no, well, you do this first. You know what All I mean? Right. And that's where, if, if that's where you're at, both of you are wrong. Yeah, okay? yeah, you're both, yeah, absolutely. Both of you are wrong and you're leading to disaster. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think you said it best with one of you has got to give. Yeah. And you have to remember grace, forgiveness, all the things that, it. there's such an element of pride there that we don't, want to let go but we can so many fights that we can stop if we would just let go of our pride oh yeah we could have literally rewritten i could think of early years of our i marriage. could think half of our fights just you know when you get to that point where you know that like you shouldn't yeah or you know that you should stop or could and then you Here just don't <laughs> and you're like i feel better that i didn't do it that's wrong yeah yeah anything else about respect you want to add in um learn it yeah that's it yeah um so number four Ooh, this is a big one thou shalt put no other earthly relationships before this one let no man put asunder is not just a good king james version wedding line it's god's desire for a marriage Great couples strive to allow no one, even children, even in-laws, to get in the way of building a healthy marriage. That's a good one. Wow, isn't this a hard one? Yet I can't tell you how many marriages I have seen ruined because the children came first or the in-laws interfered. I've seen marriages ruined by friends, sometimes co-workers, who had little regard for the integrity of the marriage, and so they built a wedge between the couple. 
As hard as it is sometimes, great couples work to protect the marriage from every outside interruption. That's very, very I true. I think this is one of the biggest ones we've read so far. Yeah, I think this one is one that we even have to, um, you know, that we continually have to work on. Because it I is think so our easy. relationship, I noticed yeah. this lot, like, like even last night, our relationship is put on the back burner for everything else every time. Sometimes it has to be. Yeah. And sometimes that's just the way that it is. Life, it just happens, right? But you have to work around it. That can never be acceptable. Not can you be mad at sometimes it just has to be whatever, but it has to be something that you you know, that you well, work on continuously to stop. But it's so easy to let, you know, and, and this is what I've said it before, but this drives me nuts when people say um, when they go to their parents or they go to friends or they go to uh, literally anybody else. You can insert everyone into this when you go to them and to share your problems. No, why sure, did you that's not worldly go to, advice. Why did you not go to your spouse first to discuss this problem? It's one thing if you and your spouse go to an agreed upon third party to discuss it. That's biblical. That's totally fine. But when you're constantly going to your parents or to your friends or to whoever with the issue or problem or struggle, Instead of going to your spouse, that is literally only going to create more and more problems. And same thing, too, when kids come first. Um, I love Lori Alexander of Transformed Wife, who I don't agree with on everything, but I do on most things. She gets, she gets, your mic isn't on, she gets a lot of flack. That's what we were just talking about, right? Yeah. She gets a lot of flack for saying like I think I think it was literally today she posted another thing on Instagram but it was about putting the marriage first mm -hmm. because if you put your marriage first and you give your children the safety of home and the example of a strong marriage that is doing the best for your children like you have to understand the power of putting your your marriage first and everything absolutely yeah that is a huge one yeah I mean it really is Okay, commandment number six. Thou shalt consider the other person's interest ahead of thine own. Again, we are commanded to do this in all relationships. How much more should we in marriage? Over the years, as couples get comfortable with one another, I've observed couples who become very selfish with their individual time. Sometimes, for example, one spouse pursues a hobby that excludes the other one, and more and more time is committed to that hobby. The other spouse begins to feel neglected. It may be allocation mm -hmm. of time and actions or the words used to communicate, but sometimes the spouse can make the other spouse feel they are no longer valuable to them. Are you considering how you are being perceived by your spouse? I try to remain conscious of that consistently. I think that's one thing that I've always said, um, that if you want, you, you know, think of all the negative things that your spouse could say about you <clears throat> and then work on those things excuse me yeah <laughs> that's been something though that i've kind of always been because it annoys me like i don't want to be some guys don't care i guess but for me i'm like i don't want and i don't care what everybody thinks but of course my spouse yeah and i don't want my spouse to um you know think that you know I, or i don't care about any of their opinion or any of their input or anything like that um you know quite the opposite i want you're the only opinion that i really care about and and only really the input that i want to consider besides you know going prayerfully to the lord so yes i think that's something that um we consistently need to do i know that i need to do it better i i do try to do it um but i've also tried to make that just a part of my personality well not just something i just work on again i think you kind of really hit the nail on the head with this whole thing that you've always done in our whole relationship and you didn't start off doing it because you were pursuing biblical living or right yeah no it man. wasn't righteous by any means no but uh, it point, turned that way it, it worked that way but you always said you know because sometimes people get really tripped up right when it comes to you know, and this is why you see so many couples who live in sin, they're living together, and then as soon as they end up, like, finally getting married, they end up divorced shortly thereafter, right? Like, you see that all the yeah, time. Yeah, there's a lot. And it's like, because all of a sudden, when it becomes marriage, we, we like, 
go dumb like we forget what we're doing and i think that really is yeah. satan's attack on the unity of marriage because when marriage you don't is even intact, know how to be a person anymore <laughs> yeah because yeah. when marriage is intact the family is intact then they go and they do the same and like so much works better when we start here so of course satan's attacking it but you always said that we're friends like what would you do that to your friend would mm-hmm. you constantly be ditching your friend not wanting anything to do with what they're doing you know would you spend all your time off playing golf instead of hanging out with your friend you know what i mean mm-hmm. like exactly you, you, you apply that to like think of like your best friend or someone at work you really admire and would like to you know have a better relationship with and get that to know goes them against and our culture mentored. it does and, and that's because the, we're taught that we want to get away and we want to be yes. away and we shouldn't be girls night out guys night out right i've and, always had an issue with that i mean we condition yes this to begin with yes this separation and this separation is something that is it's always women women study and men study and nobody comes together and everything's separate and you pursue separate things and i think honestly and maybe this is where we've kind of had the advantage because we did we started dating when we were 14 and 17 mm-hmm. married by 17 and 20 so we grew up i mean we did everything together and while we have things that are very unique and different from one another and we are definitely our own people we kind of joke about the fact that i don't even know who i am without you right right? like sometimes like you've asked me and you're like do you like this music because i like this music or do you like this music because you, you like, like this it, music? and i'm like i don't know i don't know I, what that difference I, is I you know? I could tell you <laughs> but, I but it goes both ways for both of us you know you've said that too there's some things you like i'm like i don't even know if i actually feel this way do, do i just feel this way because you feel this way like or is this my own thought and opinion? Like, i don't even know if i like this yeah, song but, but i'm singing it and i know all the words but honestly i think we should strive to have the same hobbies the same interests the same you know sure it's not not it's not not a miserable feeling an independent person and have your own thoughts and feelings nobody's saying that but i feel like that's what we always jump to sure because you have all kinds of crap that i don't care about yes and and we we have a mutual agreement where i can come and say honey I know you could care less about this, but you are my best friend, so you have to listen to me tell you about my plants or something yes, ridiculous. Yes, that's where I was and thinking. And you like, have some of your things where I'm like, you are like, honey, I know you could care less about this, but you are my best friend, so I have to tell you this, right? But you would do that with any of your best friends right you think of like your you you have that like ideal perfect best friend from childhood or whatever sometimes you would have things that you weren't equally invested in but you would be respectful and kind to sit there and listen to like oh my gosh i know you absolutely are obsessed with baseball or whatever and you would listen to what your friend (laughs) had to say but all of a sudden it comes to your spouse and you're like oh my gosh i just can't take it anymore like i have to remember that like okay i know i can only tell you a certain amount of things because i know you only you like you really don't my eyes but might it's start important glossing to know when eventually. your spouse doesn't care about what you're saying yeah because you don't want to be That's annoying true. and just keep going off and being like you know obnoxious and be okay dude i don't care like but that, that's just like that a common human decency but, that, 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 and, but that's the thing that we lose with marriage and relationships in general you, we forget how to do that do, and the the nice and then we get annoyed and fight yeah we don't why. do the niceties and we completely ignore the obnoxious stuff and we're like ah well you have to listen well so. yeah you go oh yeah it, no you can you can combat it fairly easy like yeah. i mean you can you know, it. You realize that hey, there was a reason why you guys have come together to begin with. Like you, you, you liked each other at one point. You liked each other at least once. <laughs> like so, <laughs> let's get back to that. Even if everything's not the same, um, you know, there was some sort of attraction. There was something there for you that 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 caught you. So, um, just just stay back to that. But we forget that. <laughs> so, and it's a shame. Do you think that we do a pretty good job considering one another's interests ahead of our own? I think yes. I, I think for the most part. I think I'm consistently worried about yours, and I know that you're worried about mine along with a thousand other things. Yeah. Um, I I think, yeah, I th- overall I think so. I know for a fact I can do so much better i know for a fact that you can do so much better i know that um you know and we have to to take care to to remember where our priorities lie and and 
you know, with each other too. And I think that's just something that we both can do better regardless. I catch myself thinking about this going, ah, dude, I really could do this whole thing better. (laughs) You know, I really could. But, and then there's times that you don't want to. Yeah. Like I'm tired. I'm so over it. I know I should be the bigger person, but I'm not going to do it. Because it is nice to have that safe space, right? right? Like you, one of your things is when you get overworked, overwhelmed, overstressed, just all of the things, you will be the shortest with me. You will still be totally different to any other human being on earth, but the shortest with me. But again, it's not that you're doing that to be mean, to be little, to any of the things. No, it's just that you understand where I'm at. when you hit that level, you need a safe space. Does it suck sometimes? Well, of course it does. But you have to have that safe space where sometimes, and I know, see, I used to not understand that. So I used to get really upset and really hurt by it, right? Yeah, until I broke down. I'm like, no, I need you right now. But when you got to the point and it's, that's the way you respond again it's not always my favorite but i understand it and i understand and it sucks to i see that i get safe space but i don't ever know that i'm there until i get there and that's and that's all of us just like for i'm sure most women somebody you get overwhelmed you get over emotional and all the sometimes you just need a safe space that you can be a mess right and and you know that all the things are not going the way they should be but you're also struggling to put it all together and that's okay and you should have a partner who is there to say hey i get you're struggling i see you are doing all of the things that are like the bad path (laughs) you know that you're on what let me be the bigger person and not worry about that and jump in to do some of these other things we've talked about to help you through whatever this is that you're going through, whether I understand it or not. The point is, is you need me to step in and pull that extra part to get us And this is where I think that that you don't ever say anything to begin with. So this is where you need to learn how to start letting things go and let somebody (laughs) help you and take care of it as opposed to, you know, just you know not saying anything getting overwhelmed and still never saying anything and it's like <laughs> um well <laughs> well um, you might be on you there's you know i i really want to be able to help you here but um <laughs> you have to let me <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah um you that it, it requires a lot of work there yeah that's true. um that's and fair. you know we we definitely have to uh Remember that that's where it's not 50 50, but you know, it's it's 100 100. Yeah, and sometimes you pick up the portion of the 100 that your other your spouse can't do at the moment, you know. So sometimes you're putting in 120 and they're only at 80, you know. Sure, and and that's the thing is you what you just have to be the bigger person sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the most important thing is, yeah, sometimes your spouse you will act childish. Sometimes these things will occur. You will um, go through seasons of life where one, if not both of you, really needs to take your head out of your rear. Sure. I mean, it will happen. But you need to be able to not both be there at the same time. That and is be preferred. Able to, <laughs> and to be able to pick each other out of it. Because we have spent many a year both being there at the right. same time. And yeah, it's not a bad fun. position to be in. And it doesn't help anybody. But <laughs> if you get so one bad. of you that can get your head out your butt for a minute, then it can, it can help. And get rid of the pride of saying that, you, well, I shouldn't have to. Well, that's fine, but that still doesn't change the situation. A righteous and holy you God know? shouldn't have to send his blame right, exactly. to die for your worthless hide. <laughs> right, so exactly. And that's that what, what type of, who are you to say that you have anything to stand on? And that's with every scenario of life. And that's for what every single person, you know, I, I believe that that's, I, I mean, for us as believers and followers of Christ, that's every single moment of every single situation of life. Absolutely. I think it's, I, you know, I've been given grace. I should give grace yep. no matter what happens. You know, you think of anything, Oh, car rare ended me at the stop sign. It's like, am I going to get mad, flip out, make sure I have, or am I going to, no, you know, be calm about it, whatever. You know, hey, if it's not that bad, hey, I'll go ahead and, and, and just fix it. It was an accident. You didn't mean yep. to. Why, you know, I'm not even going to make you fi- I'm not even going to make you pay for it. Why, like, where is our human? If we had, you know, most of it don't. Most of us don't have that, and that's why we have insurance. But in theory, you know, why, why would we not just say, 
okay, well, that's a $500 fix. Okay, well, I, I really don't have an extra 500 but that will certainly, I can do it, and that would certainly ruin this poor mother that accidentally ruined me with kids in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that type of thing. That's a fantasy scenario, I know, but I'm sure it's happened somewhere. But why can we not have the f- humility to forgive something like that yeah. when somebody does that? Somebody offends us. We get wronged in some way. I think of that whenever I see people complain or post on Facebook about us, uh, you know, oh, I went to so-and-so restaurant, the service is horrible, or the, the reviews or things wrong. like that. And it's, it's just okay. like, why, why can't you just be wronged? Why do we have to sit and call it out? I mean, there's various reasons why you could have been wronged. Why do we even have to... Is it right? No. Does it mean that we have to bend over and never say anything? That's not what I'm saying either. But I think it, we should think about it, and I think yeah. we should, you know, we should we should take that into account in every single thing, especially our relationships. Yeah. You know, that's that's very very important. Again, yeah. The point being is this is these are all principles that For apply our across the board in every situation yeah. to every other human being who is also made in the Im- image of God. But if it applies that you know, just across the board to such a broad spectrum, how much more important should this be in your marriage? The most intimate relationship you will ever have in your entire life is with your spouse. Your relationship should not be better with any other human being, including your children, parents, siblings, friends, coworkers, whatever, sure. than it is with your spouse. You know, and... and yeah, I don't. Your your spouse should always be the first first person that you're able to go to and talk to. This, I mean, of course, you can seek counsel of other, you know, for for whatever you need. But whenever you have issue, you you don't take complaint to to Facebook, a friend, or anything else. Yep. Take it to your spouse and work it out. I mean, you know, be an adult about it. For you know, be a friend about it. If your friend wrongs you, how do you handle it? You know. Um, I think this just goes back to just the friendship thing again. It absolutely does because like Every you said, time. I mean, you would do that with any other, and that's what, maybe you need to start putting it in your head, right? Like, okay, this example too, like we do, um, we have a YouTube channel, so obviously we do lots of recording and stuff, and it's funny that everybody naturally does this. So it's not that somebody acts one way and then another way, but the moment a camera is on you, down right. to our children, right? They act different. Just like when you are out in public, right? I might love to yell and scream at my kids at home, but if we're out at the store or we're at church or like somewhere else, I'm going to be like, excuse me, sweetie, can you please hand that to me? Right? Like sure. we're at home, I'd be like, give me the keys right. or whatever it is. <laughs> like, But you naturally, I mean, everybody does it. And I know, you know, there's just, when you know somebody else is watching you, whoever it may be, right? You're at work and the supervisor's there, you know, kind of keeping an eye on things or whatever. When you know somebody is watching you, you just naturally kind of button yourself up a yeah. little bit, right? You sit up a little straighter yeah. you do, because you know, like, oh gosh, I should pay attention. But all of a sudden, when it comes to our closest relationships, we don't think in the same like right Right, we we don't we don't take that even though we we know that god sees all and what is done in private will be rewarded before him like we know these things scripture is very clear about it sure but we fail to to implement that and and remember that i think a lot um because again you just you get too comfortable you get lazy and it's like ah whatever what are they gonna do they can't go anywhere so they're just gonna yeah yeah so we just go ahead well i could treat that's fine i could do that we justify it however we want yeah, so. and that's very sad. So let's do the last commandment. Do you want to guess what it is? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, go, you just tell me. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> guess out of all the possibilities under the whole wide world what it could possibly what be. What could it possibly be? Thou shalt complete one another. Oh, boy. The biblical command is one flesh. I'm not sure that's any more possible than the command that our individual flesh be molded into the image of Christ. It's a command we obey in process. 
We are saints still under construction. We still sin, and that process isn't completed here on earth, in my opinion. So it is in a marriage. We never completely get there, but we set such a high standard for our marriage that we continue to press towards the goal. There is no better place where iron sharpens iron than in a marriage. Cheryl makes me a better person, and if I can be so bold, I think I do the same for her. There are qualities in her I need and qualities in me she needs to become one flesh, but that's a process. That takes time, humility, and intentionality. I must allow her to make me better and likewise for her. But when we do, we are both the benefactors. One question I always ask couples, are you becoming closer as a couple or are you drifting further apart? That's a great question to ask frequently throughout the marriage. Uh, it says, these are obviously not the Ten Commandments. They aren't even necessarily God's commandments, although I do believe they are based on the commands of God. The point is to take biblical principles and apply them to our marriage, and what marriage wouldn't benefit from that? Amen. I, that's a pretty good little little line. That's a good huh? little thing. I mean, I didn't like how they did the they did it like the Ten Commandments, but I mean, it... it I guess for principle, it was kind of But cute. if you want somebody to click on your article or your heading, it has to be like the top five tips to get your five, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like everything has to be a number, apparently, is what they tell us. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that we um, complete one another? I really do. I mean, I know that I, I could not function without you. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think, you know, I think that we say that in a negative way. A lot of times, um, but I'm like, literally, the point was for man to have a companion. Yeah, that that was the point. Yeah. So the point that I have to rely on you for so many things, it feels to me like I'm fulfilling what God's purpose for a man and woman is. Yeah. Um, because if I feel like, man, I don't know how I would get through my day without you and everything that you do and in us, um, you know that that's the whole point of it. So I think that I would like to think that you couldn't get through your day. I mean, you could just fine. You know, <laughs> I think this is why the Cause whole... Because you're you, but... <laughs> um, I think this is why, you know, like we said with the whole like biblical womanhood type topic, I'm a lot harder on myself and kind of women in general than you are right. in our viewpoints. Um, but I think the reason why it bothers me so much is because I was, I was the reason for the epitome of all the right bad side exactly of it. the opposite exactly of it. because so you went to the other trying to go to the other extreme well yeah trying. it's like well it's like somebody who's not all the way like, here yet, no, but it was like somebody <laughs> who's a raging alcoholic right. their whole lives who finally comes to it and so now they are adamant about standing up for saying right exactly uh, don't and go then, down that road and I'm is that not I'm biblically what we're supposed to do yeah that's exactly biblically what we're supposed to well, do just like you are so strong you are such a a lighthouse a lamp calling out for men when it comes to falling into immorality sure, and different things like that because yeah. that was something that was so real for you I feel like for me it's the same way because sure. I'm going no I was I am woman hear me roar I can do everything I don't need no man uh, you know I am more successful I can do all the things like nothing will hold me back and, and I, that's just kind of how you were brought up too. it was it was and if I mean you look at I come from a family of such strong independent very strong women. independent women, I mean yeah. every single one of them they are next level I mean I never even thought about it and failure was never an option so you push through until yeah, you succeed each one of them the is story. miserable whenever they are something they happened are. and that's though, and then they realized that they weren't really as independent as they thought they were and I think I told you that at one point in one of our fights yeah, and that's why it didn't go well either. <laughs> but I think that's why. I mean, for me, I really am so passionate about it because when you truly come to see that it's not you're losing who you are and your individuality and what makes you great and blah, blah, blah. When you come and see that you're submitting to the Lord in his ways because they are good for right. you. For me, that was just such a huge thing. And when that all flipped for me in our marriage, where all of these things we were just reading about started to come into play, I cannot believe 
how immensely improved my life became. And then all of those prayers that I had been praying for you for all those years for you to be a godly husband where I just wanted you to come to church with me and be happy about it or at least <laughs> not be upset about it. I would even settle for that. Surprise! To see that not only fulfilled, but now to the level that you're, I mean, God has so far beyond my greatest prayers answered them. I, I just, I can't even. And to see how by me finally giving in to what I thought was good, right, with my worldly perspective and giving in to what God promises me is good with his infinite wisdom and to see what all has been changed and transformed through that, I, I think was just so huge. And that's where I'm going, hey, girls, if we want to err on the side of caution, let's err on the side of being too far in the biblical womanhood type camp as and opposed to leaning being, more in the worldly womanhood right. camp. And um, that's what I mean, and that's a good point to make out of it. And that's why I don't have any issue, you know, aside from what I said about it with it, because if that's what, you know, and that is, that's a, that's a, I feel like in our culture, that's such an important thing yeah. to have. Yeah. To say it's not attempting to knock women down. It's not attempting to make them less important. It's attempting to just show, just show them biblically what their role is and what their duty is as opposed to what the world tells you. And we need to be lifting the men up. I just totally hiccuped on like, sorry guys. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't really know where it came from. Um, but that's the other side of it too is we bash and put men down so much and then we wonder why the men aren't stepping up into the biblical role of biblical manhood that god has called them to yeah you know what i mean so it's like we want to put y'all expect a lot out of guys that yet you don't even yourself yeah want to do yeah so we want to belittle him all day and do this and do that. And then we're like, well, he's just not the godly leader he should be. And it's like, like oh. okay, well, be the woman that, <laughs> yes. that that he should lead. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that that's yeah. really what it boils down to. Yeah. So um, I feel like we could open up a whole new conversation, sure. but we should rob, probably end today's podcast. Yeah, date. we so definitely this isn't like a five hour world, podcast yeah. date. Um, that's good people like these but i thought this was really good i thought it was a good article um i know yeah i think this really you know hit home for us and again it's something that you don't go through these and say okay i have at some point checked them all off i'm good to go these are constant questions we should be asking and we should be evaluating in all different stages of life where we're at and how we're doing and if we need to improve or change or do better or whatever the case may be right yeah. So I think we did so so. It's hard though, especially when you're in busy seasons of life to you know Yeah, it is. It's very but it's one thing that's important that we can't can't forget. All right. Anything else you want to add? Nope, I think that's it. All right. Hopefully Wednesday and Friday I am striving to have additional podcasts out based on various topics, usually ones that Brandon gets to pick. Although I do have a topic that I want to podcast about um, that I had mentioned to you last week that you probably don't even remember that what? isn't tell necessarily me, me, podcast date material, but it was the one about maybe we need more shame. Oh, remember? yeah. So hopefully that maybe that might be a podcast that we have coming out Um Although people hearing that are probably like, what? No, that's not what we should have. Freaking everybody out. Okay, we'll see you guys on later this week or possibly next week. All right, thank you.